can best move forward. So, uh, Reverend Thicklin, you know, how can people cope with some of the emotions? Because, you know, obviously, Parkland, there are lots of things that happened down here in South Florida, but we're all affected by these mass shootings. Absolutely. This is a time that calls upon everything that we have, the emotional healing, the spiritual healing, uh, not only being able to find houses of worship and houses of faith, but many are going to need grief counseling and need just counseling there, where whether you're calling Palm Beach County Victim Services or you're calling Jerome Golden Center or you're calling 201 to find out where those services are, but most important, the reinforcement of one another. It's important to know there are those resources out there. Matt mentioned this too, you know, Florida were, were scarred by Parkland, you know, Pulse and, you know, what just happened in El Paso and Dayton, it can really bring those those thoughts up again. Um, you know, how do we deal with that when it just kind of, you know, resurfaces these, these thoughts of anxiety and depression and, you know, there are a mix of emotions. How do we deal with that? Well, these are the times that calls us to come together as individuals, as Americans, as a group. We're going to have to find strength in one another. Like a good neighbor, we're going to have to be the good neighbor to one another inside of love. Second of all, that's going to have to escalate to the point where we have to do those things to prevent these type things futuristically. And today we open up the show just a little bit different. First and foremost, uh, our hearts and thoughts, our prayers go out to the victims uh, there in El Paso and Dayton, Ohio. Um, this is just... Um, it's become the norm here in America. Uh, those words that you heard uh, leading us into the show was from an interview that my father gave at uh, WEPC News Channel 12 down there in South Florida. I I definitely agree with them. We're just got to come together as as Americans, as good people, in love, and just try to be there for one another in times like this. Yeah, I, I agree entirely. Um, you know, people who know my shoot job, I'm a copy editor over at the News Herald and will be here in Ohio. And I get the pleasure of reading and proofreading all these stories day by day. So every breaking story, I get to read a new update on these things. And it was one of those things that I always stayed aware of, of what's going on to be a responsible United States citizen and you know but i was just kind of skimmed this kind of stuff because i didn't really want to know the details i have my opinions and opinions and um yeah but uh getting it getting them to read every single update uh, to read these articles that they do about uh what every victim basically went through and and what their background story was just heartbreaking and um like you said, our, our thoughts go out to, to those people in, in those areas affected and their families. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be right back and uh, we'll get the show started. following podcast is brought to you by Marks with Mikes. 
I have no problem calling people boss. Oh no, he's thinking, don't tell me! Mark. Don't tell me! Bob Bobbio! Are you kidding me? Mark is. Welcome to the Marks with Mike's podcast. Here are your hosts, Mr. Six Foot Nine, the homeboy, Doug Douglas, and Dre the Juice Man. And welcome back to another edition of Mars with Mikes. I'm your host, Mr. Six with Nine, JT the Godfather. And I'm actually here, sitting side by side with my boy, Doug. The homeboy Doug Douglas is here in the building. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Uh, just uh, getting more and more acclimated to the new job. Um, so, yeah, just going about that whole madness. But, uh, yeah, today we have uh, a really good uh, one ready for you. We have an exclusive interview with a former co-host, guest co-host, star guest co-host, super mega awesome co-host, star, co-host, guest, star, Justin Dorch, who is starting his own promotion, the Ohio Wrestling Alliance. He is here today to tell us all about the roster some very familiar names on the roster so far, including Cleveland's own Chase Winters. We have some popular tag teams that we will get to later in the show. I'm not going to give it all to you. Um, but, yeah, stay tuned for that. Real exciting stuff going on with our boy Justin. We're, of course, going to go over the coming weekend with NXT TakeOver that card looks amazing. We're going to go over our predictions. And then SummerSlam with uh, special events like The Fiend's debut. We, of course, want to go into that as well. But JT is going to start us off on what his weekend involved, including some AI dub action and RSW. Uh, JT, why don't you tell the people about how your week went in uh, the wacky world of independent wrestling? Man, uh, that was just a jam-packed weekend for me. Uh, honestly, I had to do it. Uh, I had to go to the show only because, uh, number one, um, my guys were definitely going to be on the card. Um, so some of the guys that we had on the show before, guests like Big Tom, Big Twan Tucker going on with uh, MJF, far as having a match. Uh, guys like PME. Um, going against to to Affinity and Beyond for the tag team championships, guys like uh, PB Smooth and a AJ Gray and uh, of course Trey Lamar evolved in matches. Uh, I def definitely had to be there just to be there for support for those guys. But uh, also last year's Absolution, I didn't get a chance to make it to it. Um, I actually shared this on the Facebook earlier. Uh, I think on actual July thirteenth. Sorry, not July thirteenth. Uh, why? Why is uh, Mulberry still popping up in my head there? But um, <clears throat> actually, on July twenty seventh, I posted it. Uh, so unfortunately, I, I didn't end up going on to Absolution last year because uh, I ended up 
in the hospital. Me and my wife, we suffered a you know miscarriage. So I had, I was literally there in the hospital two three days uh, after the fact. So you know it was definitely unfortunate. So I, I told myself this year um, I definitely had to make it to absolution just just because of the simple fact that you know kind of like a healing process for me. So got the chance to see it. Great action. Uh, got the chance to see Big Twan go over MJF, which was like one of the highlights of the whole entire card. I mean, the crowd was definitely into it. They they were definitely chanting NX Twan, and they were calling MJF a goofball. Like literally, the crowd was chanting, "You're a goofball." And this this went on for a great minute. Uh, definitely great interaction with the crowd between MJF. Uh, so one thing about MJF, and uh, you were actually saying it earlier. MJF is the pinnacle argument for me as to why sometimes, and it's not always the case, there's definitely an argument to be made on why it does matter, but how wins and losses don't always matter. I mean... I don't think he has uh, a recorded win on AEW yet. Uh, I don't think that I recall um, him winning a consistent amount of matches when I see uh, him pop up on the independents. Uh, a lot of people pay good money to see him get an ass whipping. And if there's a hot baby face in the house, who better to put him over than an MJF? He's going to get himself over on the mic before the match even starts, maybe even after the match, um, and the, let the the baby face, especially if they're a, a workhorse like you've seen with like an Adam Page or something like that in AEW, um, where he can put him over and he'll get his day. He's going to be one of those guys like the Miz, maybe, or a Kevin Owens, where they'll have their baby face moments. Um, they're they're more than likely career heels when we think back on them, like an Edge. Uh, you remember a lot of his heel moments more than you remember some of his babyface stuff, even though he had some great babyface stuff too. But there's some guys that can eat those losses a little bit easier um, than some of the other guys out there. So it was interesting to see um, him take another L, but when it's Big Tuan Tucker, not very surprising. Not very surprising at all, but it, it was just definitely great. I mean, his last appearance uh, here in Ohio, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, that is, uh, before he's uh, on going on with AEW with their weekly television show, which sold out uh, within hours. So this is great, great news for them, uh, and this was definitely great uh, for that crowd. Uh, but another great moment, and I was just so happy to see, was PME. Just to see these guys last year, literally we had these guys on the show last year for the build-up for Absolution. And, uh, you know, just even last year, just hearing their journey and seeing their journey, and to, then for them to finally capture those AIW Tag Team Championships, it, it, it was great. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't not one silent voice in that crowd when they won the championship. One of the loudest pops of the night. Definitely well-deserved for Philly and Moreno. Uh, PME, the Philly and Moreno experience. If you guys don't know who these guys are, 
Go back, check out their interview on on the show. Uh, I'm not sure which episode they are because I don't have the episodes in front of me. But uh, I'm pretty sure I'll mention it later in the show. Speaking of PME, I think that you might have some more information available on that later as well when we talk to Justin Dorch a little bit. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And of course, if you check those archives, you can go back for episode 28 and learn more about them as well. But... Uh, again, we, uh, we've got those NXT predictions, we've got the SummerSlam predictions, and our boy JT is going to fill us in about the RSW show from last weekend, but let's take a quick break with our sponsors, and we'll be right back. And we are back. Thank you to our sponsors. You keep the lights on around here. So we're going to talk RSW. We're going to talk NXT. We are going to talk SummerSlam. Uh, But there was something else that we didn't talk about at the top of the show that you were involved in on this week. Uh, You are a busy man, sir. Tell us uh, more about the podcast that you were on this week. So, yes, I was. I actually ran into the host of Powerbomb Jitsu. It was our first time ever meeting, uh, far as actually important uh, in person, rather. And um, they 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 actually you know noticed me right off the back because I, I, I was actually going in to look for Devin to give him his uh, his WWE encyclopedia. But I actually ended up running into these guys, and uh, it was just great being able to finally meet, finally get the chance to network, and uh, you know, just definitely just enjoy the fact of two podcasts just being just being able to to network together and work together and and definitely just build each other up. But it was definitely very uh, very cool just uh, linking up with these guys. Just catching up, but just catching up with them, and uh, that that part was the 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 greatest part about it. Just having that natural bond over a couple of things. If you all haven't had the chance to check out their episode, uh, please go check it out. They are available on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, but definitely just check out the podcast. It was just great hooking up with these guys. Uh, follow them on Twitter at Powerbomb. Jitsu. That's P O W E R B O M B J U T S U, and I spelled that without even looking at the phone. Uh, and also follow their individual pages uh, at B underscore Y the number zero U N G twenty three. Also at D O M underscore M O O N and. Uh, course last but not least at original king d and yeah just go ahead and go check these guys out i can't wait for you guys to check out this podcast i know i'm gonna listen to it share it with the friend let's go ahead and get this wrestling community growing sounds good to me sir so uh again i was at work this last weekend it's gonna be the story of my future going forward so get ready for me to talk about all of the pay-per-views that i watch by myself alone at night after everyone else has already enjoyed them and went to bed when i get home from work but this one wasn't on the network this one was down in the fine state of west virginia where you got to visit our friends in rsw at their home 
at their home state. I mean, you went to the BlackBerry Festival, and no, it wasn't the smartphone. It was the genuine fruit, and the fruit today was the fine sweet nectar of RSW Wrestling. Tell us about uh, how the event went. All right, so I'm going to be honest. I was just definitely happy to get down there, number one, to Nutterfort, West Virginia. I got there, very beautiful. Uh, it said a three-hour and 30-minute drive. I think we got there like in two hours. Me and the wife are down there. We check into the hotel. We get to the fairgrounds. The G- GPS, first of all, has us go somewhere totally different. So at this time, I'm just following some of the locals. I'm like, this guy looks like he's going to the event. I'll, I'll just, you know, tell behind him, but not in like a creepy way where he'll be kind of scared that uh, there's a car behind him and it's another state license plate but whatever so i finally make it to the festival i get out the car uh i go to one of these uh one of these uh, i guess you could say booths where a game is going on uh because this is this is basically a festival you have fair rides and all that so i asked the young lady i said hey do you know where rsw is holding this event and she says well i'm not sure but there's a guy here with a walkie-talkie he may know. I'm like, hey, you know which way the wrestling ring is? He's like, oh, no, I'm not sure. But uh, if you go to one of these booths, I'm pretty sure they can get you in the right direction. By the time I get there, I missed the first match. Yeah, I was a little bit upset. But I was able to see the rest of this tag team tournament. And, man, when I tell you this tag team tournament was literally nonstop action, nonstop action. From everyone involved inside that tournament, these guys literally uh, gave it their all. I mean, the crowd was definitely excited, uh, excited for it. I mean, because you had people there that were at the fair. It was a free event. So, you know, it's nothing like free, you know, free products. Who doesn't like free? So definitely glad to see new tag team champions crowned through that whole entire tournament. I mean, you know, just to see the Urban Depth Squad Walk out the new tag team champions, Johnny Blast, Spider Crowley. I mean, these guys are definitely not not young bucks, but they still have it. They they have every bit of it. And I think what they did there at the Blackberry Festival is just prove to everybody that I still got it. I got one left bitch. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like don't let don't let the gray hairs fool you. That gray hair means wisdom, so I know what I'm doing in here. But definitely a lovely moment uh, just to see uh, those guys persevere and end up becoming the new uh, tag team champions. Uh, unfortunately, Chase Winters uh, end up losing the Heritage title uh, to Andrew Palace at the event. Uh, it was definitely not expected. Andrew Palace tried to go for the handshake. And uh, Chase wasn't having that. Chase just walked off. Um, but it was great to see some of these tag teams that were involved in the tournament, un, you know, unsuccessfully, un, unfortunately. But uh, I got the chance to see the the Wayward Sons for, for the first time as they got defeated as I was coming in. Uh, but, you know, I, I got the chance to see uh, Bruce Gray and Ron Mathis go against uh, – Young and Reckless, uh, the the Tom the team of Ron Hunt and Zeke Mercer. I mean, 
these these were great tag team matches during this tournament. I mean, it was. I'm I'm not going to compare it to a Dusty Cup at all, but it was just great to see a tag team tournament going on. Uh, and these these guys performed, and they performed at a, a great level. Uh, like I said earlier in the card, um, the crowd was definitely engaged, definitely engaged. Uh, far as far as interacting with the crowd, referee ended up taking a DDT and the power driver for disqualifying the then tag team champions, Bruce Gray and Ron Mathis. And, of course, we end up walking out with the new champions. But definitely cannot wait to the next event that we will actually be going to. Um, spoiler alert, September 6th and 7th, we're going to be traveling. Marks and Mice is headed to Connecticut. Uh, we're heading to Connecticut because RSW is hosting not one, no, but two days. That's right. We have two days shows going down in Connecticut. So I cannot wait for that to happen. We'll be there definitely uh, on September 6th and 7th at Monsters of the Midway. Um, going down September 6th and 7th. Cannot wait to be there in Ledyard, Connecticut. Uh, definitely make sure if you are in the area, get your tickets. Uh, Friday is going down at 7 p.m. and on Saturday is going down at 3 p.m. So I cannot wait to be a part of these shows and we'll be there on the road. Also, the next event going on here in Cleveland, uh, of course, will be RSW's Dark Season featuring Vampiro, who is guaranteed to be there. And um, I cannot wait to see him come into town. I mean, you're talking about a guy that has a long lineage uh, going down from Lucha Underground, CMLL, uh, of course, WCW. Uh, this guy is a GOAT. You will never forget the name of Vampiro, period. Uh, but that was my wrestling weekend in, in a nutshell with RSW and uh, being in West Virginia, turning back around, driving back on Sunday the same, uh, I'm sorry, the next day at the event and just coming back here to Cleveland to record a podcast on a Tuesday night with Powerbomb Jitsu. And now we're here on the Marks of Mike show where we're going to go into our NXT predictions mm. right about now. So yeah, man, we got another NXT takeover to look forward to. We have Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. We have Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim for the NXT Women's Championship. We have Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong of the Undisputed Era. We have the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford versus the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. And last, but certainly not least, the main event, the meat and potatoes, what you paid to see, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. JT, let's talk about who's going to win these matches. 
Shout out to Slipknot. The new album, We Are Not Your Kind, came out came out 24 minutes ago as of recording this podcast. That's some behind-the-scenes stuff for you. It is 12.24 in the a.m. It is officially Friday. This podcast will be dropping later today. I hope you all enjoy it. But tomorrow, we have NXT TakeOver. First of all, let's get started with Candice LeRae and Io Shirai been seeing some different from these two lately Candice LeRae actually getting some screen time as far as being different just being on TV is different for her um, but Io Shirai has turned to the dark side the Black Lotus Io Shirai uh, persona so what do you think we have with this I'm gonna kind of go with Io Shirai I, I want Candice LeRae to win inside deep in my heart but Io Shirai, I think, needs to establish herself as this badass. Um, but there's something to say with uh, Candice LeRae definitely needing a big win, too. But I, I just don't know if, um, if that's going to happen that way. What do you think? I mean, honestly, uh, I actually gave my predictions on this uh, on Powerbomb Jitsu. But I'm, I'm going to still go with my first choice, which was Io Shirai as well, because... Let's be honest, I just think that Candice LeRae is going to have the same type of Johnny Gargano story as far as her rise to the top. I think I think she's going to have to acquire some L's before she gets those major W's. So uh, I'm going with Eel Shirai just because you're going to need another heel after Shayna Baszler leaves uh, to go to the main roster, along with the rest of the four horsewomen. Uh, but, but I'm definitely... Going with Eel Shirai just because uh, they need a strong heel. So, was that a spoiler for your Shayna Baszler prediction? I feel like you were saying that uh, that Shayna Baszler is going to the main roster. I mean, I know you said that we don't know when that happened, but when you first said it, I was getting some vibes that uh, you know something that I don't. What 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 uh, is your prediction for Shayna versus Mia? Um. Easily, I have the HBIC winning the title uh, clean. Uh, I got the I got the rest of the four horsewomen coming out for some outside interference, and of course that gets taken care of. But I do have Mia Yim actually uh, walking out as the new NXT Women's Champion. Uh, that's just my bold prediction. I'm a big fan of the HBIC myself. Uh, also, very big fan of the Shayna Baszler gimmick. Um, it, it's hard to say at this point. We're, we seem to be at this midway point of what WWE is doing with the main roster and NXT. And if NXT is going to become its own brand and if it's going to get an FS1, will they be more conscious of keeping certain people there long term or will they go onto the main roster or will they use their exposure on an fs1 type channel to start getting these guys more exposure and then moving them over to the main roster so maybe the patterns that we've seen in the past where champion drops title is on raw the next month uh, might start to change a little bit we might start seeing 
maybe some long-term NXT people, maybe like your Johnny Gargano's will, will be a long-term fixture, um, gaining some more organic support. So it, it, it's, it's hard to give these predictions at this point. This is one of the toughest ones. So I'm still going with Mia Yim. I think it's her time. I think it's time for Shayna to at least drop it um, and chase for a little bit. Maybe not go up yet, but you know, do another takeover, lose again there, and then go up. We'll see how that plays out because uh, we're gonna start getting into, um, you know, the time where we're going over to Fox, AEW's around when we get to the fall. So lots of exciting stuff on the way. And speaking of exciting stuff. Velveteen Dream, Pete Dunne, Roderick Strong. I got to imagine this is a, a pretty strong candidate to, to go for match of the night. They're going to be going after Colin Gargano because Colin Gargano are going to be trying to steal the show. So I'm sure we're going to see a balls-out triple threat match here. I want to say that Roderick Strong might come out of this one. I think it's a good opportunity for Dream to maybe become a two-time champion or make a, maybe make a move to the main roster. I still think that might be a little premature, especially if we're going to, again, get some of these long-term guys there. But it would be nice to see the the Undisputed Era be booked strongly like the other factions on the main roster. New Day's getting booked really strong right now. The OC is getting booked really strong right now. Maybe we add a third faction to the WWE universe that's draped in gold by the end of the night. I'm going with Roderick Strong. You took the words out of my mouth, man. I actually already had Roderick Strong winning this match, and I actually had him pinning Pete Dunne to win it, which is going to be the the whole irony of it uh, because Pete Dunne's been beating on Roderick Strong like someone's stepchild. Like, uh, like, 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 honestly, like, um, I think it's going to come full circle. So I got Roger Strong walking out the new North American champion and it's about damn time. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, I, if, if, if we're doing the whole error 404 not found, it's, it's because we searched Roderick Strong bad match. It's, there's just no files to be found there. He's just, he's never put on a bad match. He's the consummate workhorse for that brand. You know, there's other guys that hold that banner as well. But as far as unspoken, underneath the radar, constantly there for you, whether it's against an Aleister Black, whether it's as a face, whether it's a heel, Roderick Strong has carved out a nice little legacy for himself in NXT. And it does go again, go underneath the radar a little bit, but shout out to Roderick Strong. So... If we're draping them in gold, does that mean that the Street Profits are dropping them to the Undisputed Air, Fish and O'Reilly? Um, I think so. I, I think we've seen some teases with them going to the main roster. I'd like to see the Street Profits go to the main roster. I have a feeling that if you ask Vince McMahon, he is a Montez Ford fan. That's his kind of guy, a guy that can pick up the stick and just entertain people no matter what not even having anything to do with inside the ring. They've already made a, a pretty nice impact on Raw already. So I'd like to see them drop the titles, put over the Undisputed Era, let them get uh, the belts back, bring us back to the Kyle O'Reilly guitar belt celebrations that we love so much as he's coming down to the ring. Give the Undisputed Era more gold. I'm going with the Undisputed Era. 
a clean sweep has been predicted because that's exactly who I went with too. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I would love to see the Street Profits to have a longer reign. But if you're going to be on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown for the last, what, month or so, then I think it's about time that you uh, drop the titles. I mean, at at this point, you open the door up for new NXT stars to then be able to go on to Raw as champion and just be in the background. Like, just, just, just imagine after the Undisputed Era does uh, take the North American Championship and the Tag Team Championship, just imagine them on Monday Night Raw doing the same thing Montez Ford and uh, Angelo Dawkins were doing. And only this time you have the Street Profits actually in a match, and you have the Undisputed Era backstage. I'm all about anything at this point that's going to get these guys the kind of exposure that they need. But again, I, if if we're truly going to see an FS1 show, you know, these guys are going to get the limelight. A Kyle O'Reilly is gold. We we finally and Bobby Fish too. That if you watch some of the old ROH stuff where they're just bantering with each other and and doing these backstage skits. These guys know how to entertain. Give them mics more often. Even just going back and forth with uh, Dawkins and Ford on NXT's weekly episodic show uh, in the Go Home show this week. Uh, great stuff. The crowd was eating it up. Going back and forth uh, with uh, everybody. Good stuff. So uh, everyone coming out of this is going to be looking strong. All four of these guys are usually putting out good matches. Um, but, man, uh, if we're draping them in gold, then that means that I have to predict against Johnny Gargano, and it hurts my Cleveland soul. But I don't necessarily think someone that runs his mouth like Adam Cole does should lose a belt this fast. It makes sense for someone like Gargano to drop the belt relatively early you know, early he dropped it right after at the next takeover. We've seen that with baby faces though before, where they get to that mountain after so long, and then now what? And we, Johnny was even talking about in promos. We saw it with like a Sami Zayn when Kevin Owens came in uh, and immediately took the belt from him. Um, but with Cole, you got to make sure that you keep booking him strong at this point. I say that he picks up the victory. Who knows what William Regal has in store? I don't know what the hell is going to happen for that third fall. It does kind of telegraph it a little bit. You almost know what's going to a third fall with a stipulation like that. But I think we all expected that to happen anyway. So it's who? Two out of three it's two out of three. You know, it's it's a takeover. It's two of the best wrestlers in the world. It was going to go to three anyway. Um, but will we see a, a cage hanging above the ring? Will we see a hell in a cell? Will we see a war? What, what could possibly be in store? Regal seemed to have a gleam in his eye when he was talking about it, potentially coming down to him, bringing into the stipulation. So I'm going with Cole, but I don't know how to predict what we're going to see because who knows what the stipulation will even be. Yeah, man, I'm definitely going with the undisputed era. I mean, I'm sorry if it seems like I'm just being biased, all all undisputed era, but they're the hottest thing going today, far as to me, when it comes to a faction, they they are. I mean, the new day was great, and they they will always be great, but the undisputed era is just where it's at. 
Yeah, you, you, you see factions like the Bullet Club lose some steam with when they lose some of the guys in the elite and stuff like that. And the New Day is a constant, but you know they're not necessarily doing anything that we haven't seen them do for a long period of time. Um, but yeah, it's it's based on our predictions. We have the undisputed era draped in gold. We have the Bay Bay tour of Adam Cole coming to fruition with his vision of a completely undisputed undisputed era so we will kick it to a commercial real quick we want to take a quick break get our thoughts together pull up the card for SummerSlam. we'll be right back and we'll talk about the hottest show of the summer right after this and we are back last commercial break before the last commercial break we've got one no count them two more segments for you we want to get these SummerSlam predictions for you, but do not forget about the interview with Justin Dorch coming up, Ohio Wrestling Alliance, coming to the big bar in Columbus very soon. The interview is coming up. You do not want to miss it, but JT, we got to get to the biggest party of the summer. We've got to talk SummerSlam. Let's get it started. First on the card, we always know the cruiserweight's going to be somewhere on the pre-show, if not some sort of kickoff or in the middle somewhere, but it's probably going on the kickoff. So we have Drew Gulak. We have Oni Lorkin. I got to go with my man Drew Gulak on this one. Oni Lorkin, it might be his time, but I'm not quite sure that Toronto is the place to do it. If you're going to give a guy like Oni Lorkin the strap, maybe you do it in more of a Boston, like his hometown kind of crowd, to get that extra oomph behind that push. But Drew Gulak has been a cornerstone of the division. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Yeah, not going to happen. With him just getting it, but then again, I said the same thing uh, when Tony Nese picked up the title. But, uh, no, I just don't see it happening. Uh, the next match, in no particular order, we have Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. And I'm going to be honest, even though it's in Canada, I, I see Charlotte Flair getting the win only to just further her legacy. I feel like in the, the land of Vince McMahon, the hometown almost means that you're for sure going to lose. So, yeah, Trish is going out. She's going out by putting the younger – competitor over as one does in the business so yeah I, I can't imagine charlotte not picking up the win here um next we have another legend making it into the building once again hopefully he doesn't smash his face against a ring post or a door or a locker at any point during or before the match so he can get through it with his skull intact we have goldberg back against Dolph ziggler i i really can't pick against Goldberg, but I have this feeling that Ziggler might come out on top. I'm going out a limb on this one. I know it's stupid to pick against Goldberg at a major pay-per-view or really at all, period, especially against someone like Ziggler. But if we're going to start using these legends properly, like it seems like they might be thinking they should do, as I've predicted, like I've hoped, maybe Ziggler wins. I'm going with Ziggler because why not? I understand. He's a uh, he's a Cleveland boy, you know. He's a Parma boy, but 
Not gonna happen. Uh, I'm going with Goldberg. This is his uh, his his makeup match from Saudi Arabia. So I am going with Goldberg. He's gonna win this match. It's gonna be a clean match. It's gonna depend on one, two, three, and the match is gonna last about three minutes. That's more than likely what's going to happen. But yeah, uh, what do we got next? Well, what we have next, no particular order, we have the phenomenal AJ Styles, the leader of the LC versus Ricochet. Uh, now, that match, I honestly do see that match going to AJ Styles, only because of the LC's outside interference, which is definitely going to happen. You know, on a card where you're probably going to get a lot of faces winning because SummerSlam and, and WrestleMania always seem to have a lot of fan favorite kind of stuff, I think this is the one where the heel wins because you got the cool heel with AJ. So, yeah, I'm going with AJ too. I hope it's due to shenanigans so we can keep Ricochet looking like a million bucks. Um, but, yeah, I don't see this feud stopping anytime soon, and I, I like to see a, a tag team get more involved so that we can have an outright um, club versus ricochet and a tag team kind of feud kind of going. But uh, next on the card, again, in no particular order, the moment we've all been waiting for, The Fiend making his debut against Finn Balor, who is not going to be coming as the Demon, so... I'm sorry, Finn. I think Bray Wyatt is actually going to achieve uh, a pay-per-view win, which would be a nice trend going forward to keep going uh, this time. Let's please keep the Bray Wyatt push long and strong this time. Giggity. Do. Um, yes, I, I'm definitely going with uh, The Fiend on this. I mean, just the way they've been building the character, it's been absolutely great. Uh, you know, attacking people in random, having the lights flicker on and off. I can't wait to see the brand new entrance. So just because of the, of the mystique of The Fiend, um, I see Bray Wyatt winning this match, and I see Finn Balor taking a much-needed vacation. Yeah, I saw that he had shoulder problems going on. I guess he's had him since he was 19. That shit is not fun. Uh, as someone who's told this story a million times, uh, when I was playing basketball and I was like 21, I ran into a linebacker that decided he wanted to play pickup that, and he wanted to set a pick in a pickup game. And my body kept going towards the rim and my right shoulder stayed back with the linebacker. And it's not been right ever since. It's just, it just hasn't. So, uh, hopefully a speedy recovery to Finn. So next, we have Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon in a match where if Kevin Owens loses, he must quit the WWE. Uh, I just don't see it going that way. We've always seen people come back, you know, and it could be one of those ways to get him coming through the crowd and start stunning people. So I'm almost talking myself into it happening, but I think that we get some sort of comeuppance for Shane McMahon here. I feel that that story arc has kind of run its course to a certain degree or it either needs to be amplified by a Shane losing a match of this magnitude and then becoming even more tyrannical. Um, something has to happen if it's going to keep going uh, or else it, it will start dragging in, even though a lot of people didn't like the angle to begin with. But I got Kevin Owens winning. Hopefully KO does pull out the W. I would love to see KO pull it out. Uh, I don't see KO quitting. 
I really don't see uh, Shaman Man winning this match. And if he, if for some miraculous reason that the wrestling guys allow Shane McMahon to win, if Kevin Owens does quit, quote unquote, I hope to God he goes to NXT. Could we maybe see him lose and not quit? That too. I mean, yeah, that 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 works. I mean, it's it's professional wrestling. Any anything can happen. Wrestling's like a box of chocolates. Well, I'll tell you the next thing that we're gonna get is Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. Uh, in a match that they've built quite nicely, some actual long-term storytelling, um, some organic things, some things that they're playing off um, that happened uh, intentionally in kayfabe, but we all kind of know uh, the story with the stupid, stupid, stupid by now, with uh, Kofi not necessarily being on the same page with Randy Orton in the ring, and then Randy subsequently going backstage afterwards, uh, not happy about that moment. Um, and it's kind of one of those moments that a lot of hardcore fans have known about, but now it's been worked into a storyline, so that's always good to see. Um, but I don't think Randy Orton is the guy to stop this run. I don't think that that would be – I almost think that it would, it would put a real big damper on this whole storyline that we've been telling. Uh, it almost needs to be the next – uh, you know, feather in Kofi's cap as he goes and collects these different wins against these very credible opponents. So I have Kofi winning again and retaining the WWE championship. Kofi Mania is, is going to continue to run wild, brother. Uh, I just don't see that ending. Uh, at least, at least not this pay-per-view. Uh, I don't. I don't think Kofi's going to have a longer title reign than Jinder Mahal. That I will say, but uh, I will say that maybe Randy Orton takes him off, takes off the title at the next pay per view. But it's not going to be this one. But next on this card, speaking of championships, Bailey versus Amber Moon, man, SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, I'm actually excited because for a while we just had Amber Moon just on the sidelines, not doing nothing. Oh, here I am, former NXT Women's Champion, full of talent, have one of the best finishers uh, on the planet, and I'm just sitting here. So I'm happy to see that they're utilizing Amber Moon, but we all know she's not going to walk away with the championship. Spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you what I see. I see Sasha Banks coming back at SummerSlam. And basically, call seeing Bailey the match. It's definitely something that I would like to see. Uh, if Sasha comes back, I don't know how you bring her back as a face at this point. There's a lot of people that uh, were rubbed the wrong way with the fact that she's not even there. Uh, it's very split in the wrestling community as far as opinions on that goes. You have a lot of people that take her side, understand. You have other people that are just like, you know, you're getting paid. You need to be out there doing your job if you are physically able to do so. So you got to bring her back as a heel. She's better as a heel. Bring us back the Sasha that makes Izzy cry at NXT TakeOver. Bring us back that Sasha, the legit boss. Bring her back. And that will reinvigorate her character and actually win the fans back over in the long run. Um, if that happens, I hope it does happen. It, it, it She's been on the sidelines way too long. Um, Bailey's had a nice run. And it hasn't really 
taken off at at any point, and I don't think beating up someone who or getting the win over someone who's been sitting on the sidelines this long is going to do much for her. And uh, with Ember Moon, if she wins, uh, yeah, I don't care whether it happens or not. But yeah, I was envisioning her coming up to be more of a like almost like a Taz uh, or something like that, where you're just booked as a badass despite that you're not necessarily the biggest person, but I, I kind of envisioned that push for her, but they, they gave her this nerdy, I play video games and read comics, which is cool. It's part of her personality. Uh, but in the ring, I, 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 you know, you're, you're allowed to be turned up to 11 if your character is more subdued in the back and, you know, backstage and they didn't do that with her and it, and it kind of seemed to hamper her character. So Getting a win at Bailey uh, over Bailey at SummerSlam would be a nice uh, correcting of that, regardless of whether it happens because of Sasha or not. Uh, and speaking of the four horsewomen of NXT, Becky Lynch will be seeing Natalia in action. Natalia in her home country. We know how that goes. Becky Lynch wins. Becky Lynch gets another feather in her cap, gets some more momentum. The crowd will be hot. Natalia is going to get a best reaction that she's going to get probably all year because she is in – Toronto for a Canadian pay-per-view, uh, but you know, expect a really good match. But Becky Lynch to retain um, her WWE Raw Women's Championship. What do you have for that match? Well, I definitely have uh, Becky Lynch winning that match. And spoiler alert: I have Sasha Banks coming in and costing Natalia the match. Two run-ins. Well, not actually two run-ins. I'm just predicting that this is going to happen in either one of these matches. Either either way it goes, man. Sasha Bank is coming coming back at SummerSlam. That's just my opinion. I would personally rather like to see that happen in the Bailey match because I think it, it works more organically. But if as long as she's going to turn heel, I mean, you you, you cost a, a a face like Becky Lynch a championship that that'll turn you heel. Um, or you might get a nice split in the crowd, uh, whether you got your Becky diehards or your Sasha diehards. The Becky fans will dig in hard. The Sasha fans will rejoice because they finally get the boss returning legitimately, pun intended, but I digress. Last but not least, Brock Lesnar against Seth Rollins. I'm a Seth Rollins fan. I like Seth Rollins. I don't necessarily think that he should be your face of your company. And that almost is damning to say that. And he should be a title guy. He should be one of the top guys. But for me, the guy's getting a lot of fucking shit right now, and it kind of sucks to see. I would like to see him reclaim his title here. I would like to see him re-burn down Suplex City. I would like to see him enforce the beast slayer mantle instead of losing it i got seth rollins and i don't know how maybe by an act of god but uh i don't see seth winning this match no 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 i see brock lesnar walking out once again as your reigning defending undisputed universal champion of the world 
And that's just what it is, man. I mean, you don't slap the bat, the belt back on Brock just to take it off. So I do, I do see Brock uh, take, taking a W, Seth taking the L, and maybe we may have the Fiend uh, challenge him for the Universal Championship or someone like Bobby Lashley. I've been waiting to see a Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar match for over a decade. Let's make it happen. Yeah, and uh, I almost regret predicting Rollins as soon as I said it because the more I think about it, you've got Fox thing coming up. They're going to want Lesnar with the belt. Um, having two Titans like him and Lashley go at it would be good for that. And if Rollins is going to get this split reaction from crowds uh, now because of the whole Will Ospreay or AEW or you know saying that WWE is cool, whatever it is that's kind of left – uh, him a little divided in the wrestling community maybe have him take some l's for a while you know the, they were trying to build sympathy by having him get destroyed by some brutal f5s on the chairs and on a gurney yeah, maybe he he got his ass genuinely whooped insert chris tucker jiff here you know he got beat the fuck up and knocked the fuck out um but Maybe he needs to to toil in the the undertow for a little bit here. Maybe he comes back as a babyface at WrestleMania and reclaims it again. Maybe this is a long term six month kind of deal. Maybe he has enough of this shit and goes back to being <laughs> heel. Seth Rollins. I'm down for either. I like the man. We'll see what happens. But. Let's get to a commercial break. One last commercial break. We promise it'll be quick. We'll be right back with this Power Slam TV commercial. Make sure you check out Power Slam TV and make sure you stick around for the Justin Dorch interview. You do not want to miss it. We will be right back. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. And we are back uh, right after that commercial break. Make sure you do use our promo code MWM4LIFE to go ahead and get one month free on us at powerslam.tv. You'll be able to see any promotions such as Defy Smash Wrestling and, of course, Evolve for the time being. But speaking of promotions, I'm actually on the line, uh, like I did uh, tell you guys earlier in the show, we were going to have a uh, special guest on. And this special guest, you've already heard him before on the show, but he's actually here to tell you about his brand new promotion, the Ohio Wrestling Alliance. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Dorch, how's it going? How's it going, JT? Oh, man, I'm, I'm doing real good. Just leaning back, man. Uh, just glad to be off of work. And the Browns are so far winning this game, so hopefully it turns out by the time we release the podcast, you know? There you go. It's preseason. Don't get too excited. Oh, well, you know, these Brown fans are going crazy. I mean, with with the signing of Odell and just having the whole entire squad, we're we're definitely Super Bowl bound, as as the Brown fans are saying right now. But preseason counts, I guess. We're going to the ship. I saw Baker at the Indians game the other day. He looks pretty excited to be 
to be ready to start the season. Yeah, talk about shotgun in that beer. Yeah. <laughs> Takes you back. Uh, but not to spend too much time on Baker and the Browns. Uh, we wish him the best of luck this season. I'm here to talk about your new baby, your new project, Ohio Wrestling Alliance. How did this come about, man? Uh, it came about in a weird way. Um, last September, actually, I went to, uh, to All In, uh, the, I guess the precursors for AEW and StarCast. Had a really good time there, uh, met a few people, and for the first time started about thinking about doing a promotion. I've since, uh, as you, as you know, I'm, I'm a lawyer and everything I do is pretty thorough. I then spent about the next year starting to plan things out, think things through, find talent, uh, really start putting everything together. If I was going to do this, I wanted to find the right way to do it and go about it. It's actually how you and I met at an AIW show. Um, we started chatting, uh, met other people, started getting involved, found out how, what I, what I did know, what I didn't know. I'm still learning a lot of stuff I don't know. Um, but it's been a really positive experience and a lot of fun. Well, eventually I found a venue, uh, and, you know, thank God for my loving wife. She agreed to let, uh, to encourage me to go ahead and do this. And so, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I made the announcement. I started, uh, I'd spoken to some talent the week before, actually about a month before that, I had started talking to talent. Signed about uh, 21 wrestlers looking for one more uh, to add to the roster. Uh, got some referees. found a couple of rings that I'm interested in. And started putting everything together. Started pricing out based on the size and the shape of the facility I, I, I got. And I'm really excited about it. Um, the concept of uh, OWA is pretty simple. I spent the last year going around Ohio and the surrounding areas looking for young, hungry talent that is not getting the recognition it should yet. Um, what I mean by that are these are guys I think have a chance to not just be big for me or for another local indie promotion. I think these are, are guys that ha are, are girls uh, that have the opportunity to go elsewhere. Um, and I've, I've taken a look at those people. And I've tried to do everything in a way that, it, that I think is industry-friendly. And what I mean by that is most people run shows on Fridays and Saturdays. I didn't want to do that. Why? Because I don't want to take business away from these young wrestlers finding work elsewhere. I wanted to find an avenue where I can provide additional business for them. So we're going to run on a Sunday afternoon. I started talking to uh, venues, trying to find out what kind of audience you know I could generate in different, ven different venues. Um, you know, because where you're at matters quite a bit. Most people don't think about that. Who, you know, the age of your audience, those kind of things are going to be real significant on where you go. So I started planning that. Found a bar across the street from the Ohio State University. It's called the Big Bar. Um, right across the street next to the Newport Music Hall. And they, we were, we started negotiating, uh, prices, found out it was a good term. Excited to have a young crowd there, young talent. I think it's the way to go. Yeah, now speaking of this talent, well, before we even get to the talent, 
you, you and I have been uh, sending the messages back and forth to try to figure out, hey, where's the venue? And you know, you you had a couple on your on, on your list, and this one, I I have not had a chance to see this venue in person, the Big Bar, but I'm definitely uh, definitely cannot wait to hop on this road to definitely uh, see this go down at the Big Bar, and with that being right across the street from Ohio State University. We're looking at a very, uh, very great crowd. I mean, if anyone knows how to enjoy themselves, it's definitely the college crowd. Let's just be honest. Uh, uh, I think so. Um, that's one of the reasons I started, uh, not the reason. Uh, my goal is always to find young talent, but it definitely aided in what I was looking for. I want to find that young talent that will interest the young um, population of the student campus while still being energizing to the, the independent wrestling community as at large. So I think these are guys, like I said earlier, that have a chance to go somewhere. Now, speaking of the roster, you say you signed 21, uh, looking for 22nd. You have your refs, uh, you're looking yeah. at rings. Now let's talk about some of the people that you have. I mean, I know, I know you've made announcements on the social media platforms, but for the listeners, let's go ahead and get them acclimated with some of the talent that's going to be there on September 29th, right there in Columbus, Ohio, at the Big Bar. So who, who do we have? Sounds like a good idea. Um, guy, you, I know. Let's start with the guy I know you're very familiar with. Uh, he was there with uh, you and I at an RSW show. Uh, he was their heritage champ for a little while. Uh, his name's Chase Winters. He's a young wrestler, very young, uh, very talented. Uh, has a great physique, great uh, personality, ready to go forward in the ring. I'm really excited to have him. Uh, similarly, uh, Chance Riser, who was also at that show, uh, does, uh, he calls himself the Millennial. Uh, he plays a char- wonderful character. He's energetic. Uh, he he works a crowd like no one else. Absolutely incredible to see. Um, really excited to have him aboard. Uh, the next talent I wanted to talk about is a young wrestler named Celeste Taylor. Uh, for those of you that don't know Celeste, he calls himself the Samoan flip machine, flipping machine. Uh, I saw, I've seen this guy at a couple different places around Ohio. Uh, he's incredibly talented. Uh, he just recently won a tournament here in Columbus at a different promotion. Uh, really, really strong wrestler. Really, really good personality. Really, really convincing in the ring. Really excited to have him aboard. Um, did go a little bit older here. But uh, as I will freely admit, uh, this is my fit and wife's favorite tag team. Uh, she loves the world. She's actually fist bumping right now as uh, I'm talking about them. Uh, she is the biggest Gymnasty Boys fan in the world. She <laughs> thinks they're the funniest human beings on the face of the planet. Uh, from the moment she saw them at Rockstar to the, when we saw them at RSW, we've seen them a couple other places. She cannot get enough of them. I'm a big fan as well. I think they're the most entertaining tag team in the business right now. Uh, and I can't look, I'm looking forward to seeing them compete against another talent, talented and entertaining as hell tag team that I've seen as well. Uh, you know them as well as I do. The Philly and Marino experience, PME, coming out yes. of AIU. Um, they, uh, I got to tell you, wasn't going to tell anyone, but that is the first match I'm going to announce is that the Gymnasty Boys will be taking on PME. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes. 
This is a late breaking exclusive right here on Mars with Mike's. Mm-hmm. If you didn't hear it, Justin Doors just announced it. Yeah. He and me versus the Jim Massey boys. I, I've never seen this match before. I don't think many people have. I don't know if it's ever happened before. Uh, I'm a huge fan of PME. Uh, every time I've seen them, uh, actually the first time I saw them was down in Louisville. I saw Marino. That guy can work a crowd like no one's business. And then I saw him with Philly. And it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. He, I, you know, if the Gymnasty Boys are the most talent, entertaining te- tag team in the business right now, PME is chasing them down like there is no tomorrow. Cannot wait to see these guys go, on, uh, you know, go mano a mano. I think they're going to be terrific together. Um, one of my favorite local talents here in Columbus. Uh, he's also a promoter and does a wonderful job at it. It's actually where I first met him. I don't know if you've seen him or not, but his name is Marion Fontaine. Uh, he brings back the old school to wrestling, if you will. And by old school, I mean straight back to the 1920s. Uh, he has a mustache that just won't quit. He's a terrific uh, terrific wrestler. And another one of these guys that just can work a crowd like you wouldn't believe. Really excited to have him aboard. Um, now let's get into some of the other talent I've announced uh, that I really think are not just there and up and coming, but in some of these guys' cases, uh, they're already there. Perfect example of that is PB Smooth. PB Smooth is arguably the best big man on the indie scene right now. Big, he's strong, he's fast, he's young, he's hungry, he can talk on a mic, he can do anything you want to do. I've never seen him in a bad match. I've never seen him carry, carry a bad promo. He's right to he's an absolute right to listen to or read on Twitter. I mean, this guy has it all. And he he is the walking definition of the future of wrestling, in my view. He oh, yeah. And I definitely have to totally agree with you. I mean, PB Smooth is, uh, as, as I like to call it, brand new money. He's it, it, yep. brand new money when, when it does come to this business. I mean, just just looking at the guy's stature, how how he carries himself, and he can he could be either either the nicest face or the meanest hero, but he is just God right great in that ring and with, with that being said i mean for for him to almost be my size well i'm not sure i think i think we're the same height but you're both six foot nine so you are correct yeah so so with that being said i mean it kind of it kind of makes me like get off my ass a little bit like you know what if pb can do it i can get my ass in shape you know but yeah. pb's great pb is awesome i cannot wait to see this match so, as, as you know, I'm an attorney, and some of my partners in my law firm aren't wrestling fans, but they know I'm doing this. It's funny you mention that. I showed them a They asked what they could expect to come to this show and what it would look like. I showed them a photo of PB Smooth, and they went, whoa. And then I told them that he's also six foot nine, and they were like, holy shit. So he has that it factor just walking through the door. He's absolutely terrific. Um, and then the fact that he can go is even more amazing to me. Uh, continuing yes, down I, the list. I definitely want to agree. Yeah. Continuing down the list is a guy that's a personal favorite of mine. I've seen him multiple times. I've seen him in Louisville. I've seen him in Cleveland. Uh, he's a stable mate of 
of PB Smooth, and his name's Trey Lamar. Man, this guy's so athletic, it's insane. 22 years old, and there's just not a damn thing he can't do in the ring. And the, my favorite part about Trey, and most people don't know this because he's only been given the, a live mic a handful of times, and I happened to be there the first night he was ever given one, the, the man can talk. man has mic skills. Give this guy a chance, and he is going to blow your mind, not just in the ring, but with a microphone. He is good. It kind of likens to uh, maybe a Leo Rush for some of the WWE fans out there, wouldn't you say? I think that, I think it's a fair comparison um, in the sense that they're you know they're both uh, great in ring. They both got great mic skills. They're incredible at what they do. Yeah, I think that's a fairly fair comparison. I, to be honest with you, and this is my preference, lies being booked. I like Trey a little more than Leo, um, just because his size is a little more. He's believe everything he does is more believable in the ring. Where Leo's a little more what I would call flippy shit. Uh, at least his indie run was more flippy shit. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that that's fair. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So who else do we got? Uh, the last talent I've announced so far, and sorry guys, that's all I'm giving you. I've already given you one nugget so far. Is it already a guy that's on what you would call the national scene? Uh, you know him, I know him. Uh, he's straight fire. And he is Byron Reed. Byron Reed is another one of these guys, 22 years old, talented as hell, athletic as hell. I've seen him in Louisville. I've seen him up, you know, in Dayton. I've seen him here in Columbus. I've seen him everywhere I get a chance to see him because I just can't get enough of him. He's talented. He's incredibly gifted. He can talk. He can, you know, he can go in the ring. He can do everything you ask him to do. And his new and you know seeking justice as he is these days is just a great way, is is a great story a great way to promote him. I could not be happier to have him part of the roster. Yes, I I definitely agree. I mean, I just honestly just got done watching some of his work in in um, at MLW, and he has he has the whole justice campaign going on right now as well. But uh, also a talented music artist. So. Uh, uh, that's your department. I haven't heard it yet. I'm excited to check it out. To be honest with you, as I was talking to you last week about this, I was on vacation last week, got back to work this week as he dropped the album, and I just I haven't heard it yet. I have not got a chance to hear it yet. I hear it's good. He has bars. He has bars for days. I'm definitely going to have to pl- plug a couple of his songs there on the social media. Uh, uh, so let's talk about the big bar. Well, be- before we get to the big bar, do, do you have any female talent that you you want to talk oh, about? I do. I apologize. Uh, should always go ladies first. And uh, I have a young woman who uh, was trained here in the Columbus area. She will be part of, I believe it's the Shimmer Regional uh, Talent Tournament. She, uh, I've seen her wrestle now in Toledo, again here in Columbus. I believe one other place, I just I can't remember where, incredibly talented, incredibly gifted. Just coming off an injury is my understanding. Uh, ready to see her back in the ring, and her name is Queen Queen Amanada, and uh, very young, very attractive young woman, uh, incredibly skilled in the ring. Um, I saw her wrestle. The last time I saw her wrestle was a tag match, an intergender tag match, 
where I got to tell you, I thought she was the most impressive talent in the ring. She was the most polished talent in the ring. Uh, in a lot of ways, she carried every single one of the other competitors there. She's just ready to go. She's actually made a SmackDown appearance as well. A couple of months ago, she was doing some work for the WWE and got to make an appearance on SmackDown. Yeah, that that is correct. Uh, I've I've actually been meaning to actually see her live in action. I mean, I've heard great things about her. Uh, that I got a chance to see little small clips here and there through, you know, social media and YouTube, but I would definitely like to have the chance to actually experience her live in action and, uh, definitely cannot wait to see what she does. Hopefully somewhere down the line, we can probably get on the podcast as, as to seeing that most of the talent on, on this card has been on the podcast, uh, from PB to the gymnastics, uh, to PME, uh, Chase Winners. Uh, just, just a handful of them, but, uh, I'm definitely excited to see this card. Um, now let's talk about the big bar. Now, if you, if you could describe the big bar structure inside there, uh, uh, in just a few words, what can the people coming down to, uh, Columbus expect when they get there from the big bar? It's going to be a, the word I would use to describe unique. You're not going to see many wrestling venues like this. Um, what I mean by that is uh, the VIP section, or the front row, if you will, will not actually be in the front row. There won't be rows in the, uh, the main area. The reason being is this is a bar that is technically upstairs and has a balcony. The front row, or VIP seating, will be on that balcony and will be the only actual seats in the house. Um, selling a limited number of them... But what we're excited to is those individuals will be able to have a, a different view of the ring, if you will. You will be about 12 feet above the ring, looking straight down on it, uh, with, with an unobstructed view in any way, shape, or form. There will be a private bar upstairs, uh, and it will be a really fun experience for those that take, get those seats. Uh, because, because of the space that is available for this it's going to be much more like a uh, Bizarro Lucha show. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that out in Indiana. Uh, the rest of the crowd will be standing room only. The reason for that being is we want to make sure we can get as many fans in the door as possible. Seating would limit that. So in a way to countermand that, uh, we're going to allow fans that uh, spend a little extra, like you would buy like a second row seat. We're going to call them early entry tickets. Those individuals are going to get to show up an hour early to the bar to get closer to the ring. And then we're going to have general admission taking place. General admission will show up about a half hour before the show starts. They'll be able to get in. They'll be able to find a seat. Man, i got to tell you, I've been at this bar. This bar I, is one of the places I specifically looked at. Its capacity is only for, like, legally – the fire marshal won't let any more in than 394 people. Now, I'm putting a 16 by 16 foot ring in there. So we're not going to get 400 people in this building. What we're going to get is we're going to get about 200, you know, in a perfect world, we're going to get about 250. I mean, everyone's going to be able to see the ring. Everyone's going to be see what's going on. We have a couple bars there. Uh, we have a couple places for unique entrances for the guys that I don't want to spoil yet. Um, 
but it's going to be a different experience. It's not going to be like going to your traditional show where the guy, quote unquote, comes down, opens the curtain and saunters his way to the ring. You're going to get a different experience. It's going to be more crowd friendly. Uh, I will tell you, the plan is, uh, and I've worked it out with security, we're going to let fans up to the ring. There's not going to be that, what you would call the traditional gap or you know, where the WWE puts all the matting. There's going, to be, there's going to be fans up at the ring. It's going to be like a PWG show. It's going to be interactive. It's going to be engaging. I hope to get the crowd involved. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a little different than what people are used to seeing, and I think that's exciting. I think it's fun. I think it adds a different feel to what pro wrestling can be. Yes, I mean, just, just you describing it alone, it's already having my gears running and my, 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 uh, sorry, my imagination is taking off. Uh, I could just imagine looking down over the ring and, uh, just seeing all these unique interests from, from these, uh, from these performers coming in. But this is a road trip that I'm definitely willing to take. And, uh, if you don't know, I've already, uh, posted it on our social media. But you definitely want to make it out here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is going down September 29th. Uh, it's going down on a Sunday. It starts uh, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Starts 3 at 3 p.m. The goal is I want I want everyone. I want the I want the wrestlers. I want the fans. If you're for, coming from Cleveland, look. The goal is to run a three and a half hour show, including an intermission. I want you to be able to come see this show on a Sunday. Come hang out for a little while. Have a couple drinks. Have a good time and be able to safely get back home. There's no reason that there's no reason that wrestling just has to happen when the WWE or AEW or the traditional Friday Saturday night thing says it happens. Why can't we have fun on a Sunday? Man, you I know you're married, you know I'm married. Can't tell you how many times I've gone to what my wife affectionately calls brunch. I call an excuse to drink on a Sunday morning at 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> kind of my idea for this was yeah let's have wrestling brunch let's have a good time let's drink some beer sunday fun day if you will sunday fun day i can hear my girlfriend from downtown celebrating brunch and wrestling at the same time yeah that's the idea have some fun enjoy yourself these guys get an extra booking that weekend if you're a wrestling fan man you get to go see whatever show you want to watch on a friday or saturday night you come, you know, you get to relax, do your thing, wake up a little later, come down to Columbus, be in Columbus, come up from Columbus, whatever it is. You know, short drive, you leave at noon, you can be back home by, eight, you know, eight or nine at night, have a great wrestling experience. It's the idea here. I'm, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to having this experience. I, I know my wife has been talking about coming down to Columbus, and this is just – this is not even an excuse because we've been talking about this for months and, uh, well, literally for months. But I'm definitely, I'm definitely just, uh, just pumped and amped about this. Now the address to the big bar and grill is 1716 North High Street, Columbus, Ohio, 43201 is that zip code. Now I'm going to tell you like this, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening. <laughs> We are going to be driving down there to Columbus. I have about maybe, I don't know, three, three seats available in, inside, inside of my car. It's an SUV, 
But if you want a carpool, let me know. Maybe we could try to arrange some things. I'm just asking for at least five dollars on the gas. That's all I'm asking. Five dollars. Even though even though we're going the same place, I'm just saying, just shoot me five bucks. I'm cool with it. Now, boys, I do have to admit there is one additional talent I have to talk about, though I'm a little concerned that uh, he's been booked for a bar show. Uh, in case you don't haven't seen him yet, his name is Bradley C- Prescott the Fourth. Uh, he calls himself the Natter Day Saint, the Natural Light Heavyweight. And I have to tell you, I'm a little concerned about a man who likes natural light being on a college campus and being sober enough to perform. I already like him. You don't. You, I. He's already over with me. I, I don't know any. I've never heard that man's name before, and I'm already interested. I have to tell you, uh, officially, OWA uh, management is very concerned with the sobriety of one Bradley Prescott the Fourth. On September 29th at 3 p.m. You don't know this yet, but I started a new job, and I work Sundays. I am fucking heartbroken right now. I need to see this. Uh, I would be calling I've seen him multiple times. Uh, the, man, the man can be an adventure. Uh, like I said, booking this guy for a bar show, quite questionable. I hope management knows what it's doing. I also, too, I mean, you know, it, it's, it, it, I don't, that, that'll see him passing out in the ring, but, uh, if he does have a couple cold ones on the way to the ring, I'll allow it. I don't know. But, uh, as far as Doug's situation, <coughs> I'm getting sick right now. As a matter of fact, I would probably, I would probably get sick and let them know on the 29th of September, I'm, I'm just going to be sick. I'm not going to be able to come in. Every 29th of September, I just get sick automatically. I'm either going to be fake sick or I'm going to be real sick that I'm not there. So either way, I'm getting sick. Sounds like a plan. Well, guys, thanks for having me, and thanks for letting me uh, introduce the new product to to your guys' audience. I'm, I'm both excited and nervous about this. Uh, when I came up with this idea, it was a pipe dream. As we get closer and closer, I realize that I've made commitments to both, you know, wrestlers in the industry and facilities and, you know, just everything else that goes with running a pro wrestling show. I'm not going to lie, I'm, having, I'm getting a little nervous. Nice to know there are good places out there where I can promote the product. Oh man, we're definitely right behind you, one thousand uh, percent. I I just can't wait to see things take off. I know I know the Marcy Mike's crew will definitely be there, and we will be covering this as much as possible, and possibly have some of the some of the talent that's on this show on the podcast to go ahead and hype it up. You never know what's going to happen on this show, but I am definitely geared and ready for this next road trip that we will be having. There in Columbus, Ohio, at the Big Bar, September 29th, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m., and it is going down. It's the first show for the Ohio Wrestling Alliance, the first fight. You got it. First in fight, baby. It's going to be the first in fight at the Ohio Wrestling Alliance, their very first show at the Big Bar, Columbus, Ohio, 1716 North High Street. 
four three two zero one. Now tickets tickets are on sale, and they're the tickets on sale. They're, and from, they're from fifteen to twenty five dollars a piece. Uh, you can you can find out where to get those tickets by following us on social media. It's at Ohio Wrestling A one on both Instagram. Twitter, and you can even find us that way uh, going on Facebook. Uh, all of this information is available. All you got to do is click the link. We got uh, the tickets are also available on, available on Eventbrite. You can buy your tickets on Facebook as well. All you got to do is find us. Again, it's at Ohio Wrestling A1. And buy your tickets. Buy as many as you can, please. Well, I'm excited for you, man. Uh, It seems like you're doing everything the right way. It seems like you got a a really good group of talent coming together, and we haven't even heard all the names yet. Uh, And it sounds like you got a really good venue. So I'm not one for jinx and shit. I'll knock on wood for you, but uh, it seems like you're putting all your ducks on a line to have a really good opening. I'm I'm trying my best. Um, This is the start, hopefully, something really big. I'd like to make this a consistent thing. Uh, everything goes perfectly, and which it won't, which means if everything goes about 60%. Uh, we're hoping to run uh, by, you know, every other month, and then we'll go from there. That's the goal for 2020, gentlemen. Run it, run about six shows. And I am definitely locked in and praying for the best for this first event, man. I, like I said, I'm number one, I'm proud of you. Number two, I'm happy for you. So definitely can't wait to see your vision come to light. And ladies and gentlemen, definitely get your tickets, get them ASAP, tell a friend, invite a friend, share all the posts. Trust me, someone that you know is a closeted wrestling fan. So go ahead and share this post on your Twitter, on your Instagram, and share this podcast. And go ahead and follow the OWA, the Ohio Wrestling Alliance, on all their social media platforms. I mean, for God's sakes, they already have more Facebook followers than we have on the Marks and Mics. But that has a lot to do with my non-promotion of the Facebook page. But uh, <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. No problem, man. Anytime, man. Uh, definitely can't wait for this event and can't wait to see you, bud. I'll talk to you soon, buddy, and you and Doug have a good time. I can't wait to hear the podcast. Always listen. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Keep putting out quality pro- content. We'll all keep listening. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. You too. Bye-bye. And, uh, man, that was just great information. All those great Easter eggs for the first time ever. We're getting the Gymnasty Boys versus PME in Ohio. I mean, it's the first that I knew about it. So I'm just going to say it's the first. Uh, we, we also have uh, Myron Reed, another, another person that that's, that, that's been announced. Uh, I mean, this card is definitely stacked. Definitely get your tickets. Definitely enjoyed having him on the show. Uh, if you want to go with us, hey, like I said before, man, it's a road trip. Just throw us five bucks, you know, five bucks. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Five dollars get you on. I mean, you, you, you can't even, you can't even take a lift to Columbus for that much. 
I don't understand how you get anywhere for five dollars, much less the Columbus from Cleveland. So sounds like a good deal to me. Like I said, I probably have to work. I might get sick. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But definitely don't miss that show. Um, and I believe that that's about it. I uh, hope all you guys enjoyed the show today. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on your favorite social media and podcasting platforms. And also make sure you go to whatamaneuver.net, purchase some merchandise. Shout out to Kurt, uh, who p- purchased one of our t-shirts, Wrestling 25.8. So get on there, whatamaneuver.net, purchase some of our merchandise. We'll be sure to shout you guys out. And also like and subscribe this podcast. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Share it with a friend of a friend because someone is a closeted wrestling fan out there. Yeah, and let us know what your predictions are. And we are out.